So what if this challenge wasn't put in your path to make your life totally miserable? What if it was put in your path to help you grow? What if it was put in your path to help you learn a new way of doing things? What if it was put in your path to help you connect with people who you would never have connected with otherwise who might have an incredible impact on your life or vice versa? Welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House. Join me each week as we come together as a community, sharing how we strive to live each day with intention, with a special focus on cultivating joy and practicing gratitude. Together, let's live by design, not default. Hey friend, and welcome to episode 104 of the Live by Design podcast. For our mini episode this week, I want to dive into the topic of mindset. And I want to do that because I feel like in this world of personal development and growth, which is part of what we talk about here on the podcast, we're always throwing around the word mindset. And I feel like until we really dive into specifically what is a mindset and why does it matter, we need to lay that foundation before we can do quote mindset work. I think it's really important to understand like the foundations of things. It's really important to understand like definitions and like, what are we actually talking about here? And sometimes when I think about mindset, especially before I really did this deep dive into it to prepare for this episode and for the LBD collective, because this was our theme for growth night in April, mindset felt kind of ethereal, like a little intangible, like what exactly is this mindset thing anyways? And even though I've read a ton of books about it, I've listened to bunches of podcasts, I've watched YouTube videos, I wanted to give myself like a really good working definition and lay myself a strong foundation from which to continue building on. And you might be wondering like, well, why cover this in the LBD collective and also share it with us here on the podcast. And I'll be totally honest with you. I think the magic of the collective is that we come together in person, in real time, in person, virtually, we come together via zoom because we span all of the time zones in the U S which I think is super cool, but the magic happens when we start off together and we talk about our commitments to ourselves and to the group at large, when we come together, how we promise to show up for ourselves and for others. And we meditate together and we share what's new and good in our lives, which is so fun because after everybody shares, all the other group members will snap for them. And it's a way of just acknowledging and encouraging and thanking people for sharing. And it's really, really special. And then we'll go into our growth night topic and I'll share and I'll teach. And at the end, we have a time when we open it up for a community share and everybody tells us what their aha moment was or what their takeaway was from that evening's discussion. And that is a really cool time of growth. And that happens in real time when we're talking with one another, you know, virtually face to face. And so even though I'm going to share with you some of the content from our April growth night, I do still think that the special like secret sauce to the collective, (laughs) it happens when we all come together. So yes, you can totally listen to this episode and learn about mindset. And I hope you have your own takeaways that you walk away from this show with. But if you really want that connection and that like real time answering and asking of questions and, and all of that, then joining the collective live is a great way to go. So just a little plug for the collective there, but let's talk about mindsets. Like what is it and why does it matter? So first I want to start with a definition and I have so many resources that I'm going to link to in our full show notes over on my website at misskatehouse.com. 
So you'll have a link to the full show notes, like the blog post that accompanies this episode by just scrolling down in your listening app and following the link to go over to my website. There are a ton of resources. So I don't want to list them all in your listening app or these episode notes are going to be crazy long. But the definition for mindset that I really like comes from verywellmind.com. And it reads, your mindset is a set of beliefs that shape how you make sense of the world and yourself. It influences how you think, feel, and behave in any given situation. And what I get from that definition is it's kind of like your mindset is the lens through which you view and experience the world. And so have you ever been to like the eye doctor's office? I, up until I had LASIK in my mid twenties, I had horrible visions. My whole life I've gone to the eye doctor. They do this thing where they put the different lenses in front of your eyes and they say, is this one better or is this one better? And they're like marginally different, but you have to figure out which one is the best fit. So you get the right prescription for your contacts or for your glasses. And I feel like mindsets are kind of like those lenses that the optometrist puts in front of your eyes. It's like, how about this one? How about this one? It's all just a lens through which you can view the world and you have the ability to shift, to use a different mindset. And so we'll dive into that later in this conversation. But for our intents and purposes, a mindset is your set of beliefs that shape how you make sense of the world and yourself. And when we talk about mindsets, there are so many different kinds of mindsets that have been studied. So just an example, there's growth mindset, positive mindset, entrepreneurial mindset, abundance mindset, challenge mindset, and mindful mindset. And the cool thing about each of these is that these mindsets exist on a continuum and it goes from you having a hundred percent or zero percent, but really you never have zero or a hundred percent. So you always fall somewhere on this spectrum and a spectrum has two ends, right? So there is the growth mindset where growth is on one side And then the fixed mindset is on the other side and you fall somewhere in between the two. For the other mindsets, you have the positive mindset with the negative, entrepreneurial mindset with the worker bee, abundance mindset with scarcity, challenge mindset with threat, and the mindful mindset with mindless. And again, these are just a spectrum. These are a continuum. So there is no like right or wrong. Like we're trying to let go of this black and white thinking, which we've talked about a lot on the show. I have a whole episode on setting A, B, and C goals, which is a way of releasing all or nothing thinking and setting yourself up for success. And I like this idea of in letting go of all or nothing thinking, we can let go of perfectionism. We can let go of expectations or how much we care about what other people think. And we can just show ourselves grace and compassion and kindness and say, it's a continuum. I am always somewhere on it. And sometimes I might lean more towards growth and other times I might lean more towards a fixed mindset. And without judgment, I can tell myself like, that is interesting. Where am I today? Why do I think I am there? And how can I start to shift my mindset more towards a positive direction? So for our purposes in this episode, we're going to focus on the growth and the fixed mindset spectrum. So we can't talk about growth and fixed mindsets without first talking about the mother of mindsets, who is Dr. Carol Dweck. So she wrote a book aptly named mindset. And she's the one who coined the term fixed mindset and growth mindset. And she uses those to describe the underlying beliefs people have about learning and intelligence. And this is really important because 
a fixed mindset tells you that like what you're born with is what you get. Like you play the hand you're dealt and you are what you are and there is no room to change or grow or to evolve. Whereas a growth mindset really leans into the learning, really leans into the process of bettering yourself, the process of learning through the act of doing. And she goes on to say that when students believe that they can get smarter, they understand that effort makes them stronger. We'll say that again. Effort makes them stronger. Therefore, they put in extra time and effort, and that leads to higher achievement. So it's not emphasizing the end result. It's not emphasizing an A plus on a paper. It's emphasizing the effort it took them to learn and to grow. Even if they don't get an A plus, it's about praising the effort, not the end result. And so when we think about a growth mindset, a growth mindset is the tendency for people to believe that their abilities can be developed through hard work. And with a growth mindset, you try harder, you want to learn new strategies, and you seek out feedback when you're stuck. And with a fixed mindset, it's the opposite of a growth mindset. Again, we're on a continuum, so one side or the other. So a fixed mindset is the tendency for people to believe that their abilities cannot be developed and that they are born with whatever level of smarts they have. A fixed mindset can be a roadblock to achieving your goals because you may be less likely to believe that your goals are achievable. And then in the presentation I gave during the collective, there's this really great image from medium.com and I'll drop it in the show notes. So you can go over to my website again, you can check it out. But basically the image is like one head on one side and one head on another side of this image. And one says growth mindset and one says fixed mindset. And it goes back and forth with these different quotes about what a growth mindset says and what a fixed mindset says. So here's a couple examples. A growth mindset says failure is an opportunity to grow, whereas a fixed mindset says failure is the limit of my abilities. A growth mindset says I can learn to do anything I want. A fixed mindset says I'm either good at it or I'm not. And it goes on and on and on. The final one I'll share with you says the growth mindset says I am inspired by the success of others. And a fixed mindset says feedback and criticism are personal. And I find that when we look at this image, and I think this was true for our collective members as well, we look at the growth mindset image, we look at the fixed mindset image, and we start to see where we might identify. So me personally, in this season I'm in and the growth that I've already had, I identify more strongly with the growth mindset there are definitely times when fixed mindset kind of creeps back in. It's never like you get to the stage where you're like, ha ha, like I am above fixed mindset thinking. Like, no, (laughs) there's going to be something that comes up that challenges you, that's unexpected, and you might fall back into old tendencies that are familiar, that are easy. And so it's not about always saying, nope, never again to fixed mindset. It's just when it happens saying like, that's interesting. How can we shift from here? And this is the one that gets me. So feedback and criticism are personal. That's what the fixed mindset says. And for a long time in my life, I took feedback and criticism personally because I was a perfectionist. I would prepare super well for things and I would be like, well, who are you to question me? I spent X number of hours learning about this or writing this paper or preparing for this presentation and it's perfect. And how could you have, you know, feedback or criticism for me? 
Whereas now I really am inspired by the success of others, which is what the growth mindset says. And I am constantly asking for feedback because I know that it's how I grow. And so is it still a journey of not taking it personally? Of course. Like I'm just waiting for the first horrible, horrible podcast review to come up on Apple Podcasts and I'll probably feel a little upset about it, but everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And it could be an opportunity for me to learn and to grow. And so that's just an example of like how even with all this work that I've been doing, this is like the work that I do for my own work. It's still a journey for me. It's still a work in progress. Like I'm always a work in progress. So why is all of this important? So with a growth mindset, we're better able to work towards our goals and not be deterred by setbacks. We see failure as a learning opportunity, and I actually came up with this line myself. I was really proud of myself. I said, it's a road bump, not a road block. We're better able to embrace the learning process, to release perfectionism and analysis paralysis. We're better able to value what is learned through doing, and we're less concerned with how others perceive us. Which leads us to a conversation about neuroplasticity. And go with me here. (laughs) So you might not necessarily think about growth and fixed mindset and think like, well, we should talk about science, (laughs) but this is actually a really important component of this conversation. And so neuroplasticity, as it relates to mindset, the first thing we want to talk about are limiting beliefs. And I got this neuroplasticity section from a website called thelearnerlab.com. I will link to it again in the show notes so you can check it out further. But Let's first talk about limiting beliefs. So limiting beliefs, we all have them in one way or another, and they become roadblocks for learning. So when we don't believe we can grow, we're probably not going to take action. So limiting beliefs can sound like, I'm not a math person. I could never do that. I could never learn that. And these are things that we tell ourselves and we immediately then block off the ability or the option to grow in that area because we just say, nope, I can't do that. That's not me. It's not possible. And if we tell ourselves that's not possible, why would we ever try to take action? So let's come back to neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is the study of our brain's capacity to grow and change over time. And there has been like 40 years of research that shows us that at any age, we can all get better at pretty much any skill. And the brain, it's like a muscle. It needs to struggle to grow. It takes time to build a new skill. Building a skill requires repetition and action, and we can all get better at pretty much any skill. And I bring this up because it kind of sets up this dichotomy of science and stories. So when we understand the science of neuroplasticity, if we can agree that we have the ability to grow and learn for the entirety of our life, then we can understand and we can acknowledge when our stories are getting in the way and we can deflect them so that we continue learning and growing. So we start to value the science, the neuroplasticity, the ability to grow and change over time. We acknowledge the stories. That's the first step in growth, right? As you acknowledge that it's happening and you say like, hello, story, you used to serve me. You no longer do. Isn't that interesting? I'm going to release you now. And then we take action because when we take action and we work to develop a skill, not only do we get better at that specific skill, but we also get better at learning in general, which I just think is like the coolest thing. Cause even if you're just learning for the sake of learning and the topic at hand, isn't something that 
you're going to become an expert in or you're ever going to use again, you're still through that process getting better at learning. So let's review. Mindset, here's another definition that I really appreciate. Mindsets matter because they shape the way we view the world and can constrict or expand the way in which we engage in life. Our mindsets are in the background. To engage more fully, we need to bring our mindsets to the foreground. This requires a combination of specific experiences and reflection that enable us to become aware of and then shift our mindsets to ones that serve. And that quote comes from Mindset Matters Group, and I really appreciate that first part. Mindsets matter because they shape the way we view the world and can constrict or expand the way in which we engage in life. So if you bring to mind that continuum again, and if we have growth mindset on the left and we have fixed mindset on the right, then I would say that expanding goes on the left with growth and constricting goes on the right with fixed. And so again, it's a continuum, but how can we, like we're at the optician's office, we're getting our eyes checked. How can we flip to the lens that expands and not constricts? How exactly do you shift your mindset? So we've talked about what is a mindset? Why does it matter? Which one are we focusing on today? So that all matters because it's ultimately leading us to wanting to shift our mindset so that we can acknowledge when we're leaning more towards a fixed mindset and we can start to shift more towards a growth mindset. I found a really great resource over on Tony Robbins's website, and it's five ways to shift your mindset. The first of which is to challenge your limiting beliefs. And we actually already talked about this. So our limiting beliefs are the things that we tell ourselves or other people could tell you that keep us from taking action. I can't do that. I couldn't learn that. I'm not a math person. I don't understand maps. I'm not good at science. Whatever it is, you have to acknowledge that it is happening and then choose to believe the science of neuroplasticity, the science of growth and of learning, acknowledge the story and move forward. The second is to face your fear. And I'm not saying like, you're afraid of sharks, so go jump in the ocean and like tie a bag of chum to you. Like, no, no, no. (laughs) When I talk about facing your fears, I'm talking about making decisions not from a place of fear, but from a place of love. Making decisions not from a place of fear, but from a place of courage. So what are ways that you can move forward in a courageous way? We actually have a podcast episode coming out with Makita Smith, where she talks all about how to step forward with courage and to move away from fear and to embrace the ability that she has to impact the world for the better. And so that's what I would ask you to ask yourself is when you're making a decision, does it feel expansive or does it feel like it's constricting you? Does it feel like it's coming from love or does it feel like it's coming from fear? Is there courage involved? These are all things we can ask ourselves as we start to face our fears. The next thing is to shift your perspective. So There's this way of thinking about things where people will ask themselves, I've heard lots of people say this, so I don't really know who to credit to exactly, but what if life isn't happening to you, but for you? So what if this challenge wasn't put in your path to make your life totally miserable? What if it was put in your path to help you grow? What if it was put in your path to help you learn a new way of doing things? What if it was put in your path to help you connect with people who you would never have connected with otherwise who might have an incredible impact on your life or vice versa? 
So starting to shift the perspective from life is happening to me, why is this happening to me, to having gratitude for the experience, to appreciating it and and learning through it. The fourth way to shift your mindset is through changing your self-talk. And in the collective, in the month of February, we talked about self-love and we chatted a little bit about self-talk in that month because how you talk to yourself matters. It matters. It's so important. I think it's Brene Brown who says that you should speak to yourself the way that you would to a friend. So if you're internal dialogue, again, this is another one of those opportunities to build awareness. This is one of those opportunities to take stock, to not judge, not be unkind to yourself, but just say, that's interesting. Isn't that curious? I wonder why this is showing up, acknowledging it, and then starting to change the script. So for example, how do you change your self-talk? So say you created a presentation or you wrote a paper for school or you took an exam and it didn't go well. It can be really easy to get in your head and be like, well, I suck. I'm dumb. I'm not smart. I'm not capable. I, I can't learn new things. Like I must be just terrible at life in general. Like I don't know about you, but I've had those moments where like something that I've worked really hard on hasn't gone well. And I start this like spiral of bad thoughts where it starts really small. It's like, oh, that's disappointing. Oh, I totally suck. Oh, I'm never going to get any better at this. Mm, Maybe I should just quit, right? And it starts to spiral. And then you're like, well, I'm just really horrible at everything, aren't I? Like I'm a terrible person. And all of a sudden this tiny little, you know, road bump became like a giant roadblock because my thoughts started to spiral in a really negative direction. That is self-talk. And so what if you could have that first thought of like, dang, that's disappointing. Man, that's such a bummer. But then you could stop it there. You could say like, yeah, that is disappointing. Yeah, that is a real bummer. But you know what? I'm going to take this failure and I'm going to turn it into a fail forward. I'm going to learn from this experience and I'm going to move forward from it. So that's just one way that you can change that self-talk. And then instead of dwelling on this one thing that didn't go well, my challenge to you would be bring to mind like 10 times when you just totally knocked it out of the park. 10 times that you were like, wow, I was really nice to that person that was being like really unkind to me. Or wow, yeah, remember that time I studied really hard and I aced that exam. I didn't think I would do well on, but I proved to myself that just through through learning and through studying and trying hard, like I, you know, I got the I got the B plus that I was really hoping for, right? Think about the time when you passed like your driver's exam for the first time and you're like, wow, driving used to feel really hard and scary. And now it's a skill that I have. Like bring to mind all of these times that you've done well, that you've been quote successful, not successful under anyone else's definition, but your own, bring those to mind. So notice that negative self-talk and then say, nope, yep. Okay. That happened. Now here are all the times when I did great. And here's how I'm going to choose to speak to myself with kindness and love and grace. And then the fifth way to shift your mindset, they say, according to TonyRobbins.com, is to get support. And for me, that comes in the guise of the LBD collective. It is a way for me to stay committed to my own personal growth and development because I have to learn and grow in order to share it with other people. So you could join the collective. Absolutely. You could tune into podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. You could watch YouTube videos. You can watch documentaries. The cool thing about the time in which we live is that our ability to connect with others and our opportunities to learn are 
unlimited. <laughs> it's incredible. It's an incredible time to be alive. And so I don't want to hear you say, well, I can't learn about such and such or that resource isn't available. I would say that you probably just haven't looked hard enough or you haven't asked the right person for help or you haven't sought out the right mentor or you haven't read the book. Just keep searching. It's all out there to learn. And so find a community, get connected in, and then ask yourself, where are you on the growth and fixed mindset continuum? And how can you continue to shift more towards growth? And when you find yourself moving more towards a fixed mindset, how can you start to make that shift again back towards the growth end? So friends, that's essentially our April growth night in a very small nutshell. That is just the, the teaching portion. Uh, it's not the, the connecting portion, the sharing portion, the meditating and all of that. But I thought that it was really important to have this conversation about mindset and really just let's like create a, a foundation from which to work because we like to throw this word around a lot. We, the royal we, all of us like to use the word mindset, but like, what does that actually mean? And I hope that today you can walk away feeling like you really do understand like, what is a mindset? It's on a continuum. Which continuum are we talking about? And then now understanding neuroplasticity and that you can always be growing, always be learning. And now you have those five different ways to learn how to shift your mindset. So if you listen to all of this and you're like, I really would like to join the Live by Design Collective, I have a quick quote to share with you from the collective itself. After a recent growth night, one of our members wrote into our exclusive Facebook group, which is for members only. She said, Kate, as always, you are such a light and calm energy that reminds me to slow down and be present in my life. And I so appreciated that line. I, I don't know if the person who wrote it actually understands quite how much I appreciate it because I put a lot of time and effort and love into creating the collective, into nurturing it and creating the resources and really truly wanting to show up for people from a place of love and to help nurture all of our own growth. And for somebody to feel like this space that we're creating together, because it's co-created, we are all part of the creation process that it helps them be present in their life makes me feel like we might be hitting the mark here because it's all about living by design and not by default. And I think if there's a continuum, default is on one side and being present is on the other. And so that just really touched me. So if you are interested in joining as well, you can pop over to my website, misskatehouse.com slash LBD collective. That's where you can learn even more about the collective, all the awesome things we do each and every month in there, as well as join for a monthly member or as an annual member. This episode was planned and recorded by me, Kate House, with huge thanks to the incredible Liz Chapman for managing and producing the Live by Design podcast. I will be back in your earbuds next week for a chat with a fellow podcaster, Makita Smith, who I mentioned earlier, and we have a conversation about what it means to embrace impact over fear and how to step forward with courage. And until then, friend, spread some joy, make someone smile.